Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. If God asked you to kill your child, would you? Would you have that faith in God that if you killed your child that maybe he would bring them back to life? Or that for sure they would go immediately to heaven? In today's reading, Genesis 22, verse 1 through 19, I want to read this because it is the time for Abraham to truly do what God commanded him to do, and that was to take your son Isaac. Let me read it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil it for those who aren't sure of what this is about. And I do this because everyone who listens is in a different spot in their life. Some of you may have never heard this story or have not picked up a Bible. So bear with me, those who know this one. Okay, God put Abraham to the test. He called to him, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son Isaac, your only one whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. There you shall offer him up as a burnt offering on a height that I will point out to you. Early the next morning, Abraham saddled his donkey, took with him his son Isaac and two of his servants as well, and with the wood that he had cut for the burnt offering, set out for the place which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham got sight of the place from afar. Then he said to his servants, Both of you stay here with the donkey, while the boy and I go over yonder. We will worship, and then we'll come back to you. Thereupon Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac's shoulders. While he himself carried the fire and the knife, as the two walked on together, Isaac spoke to his father Abraham. Father, he said. Yes, son, he replied. Isaac continued, Here are the fire and the wood, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? Son, Abraham answered, God himself will provide the sheep for the burnt offering. Then the two continued going forward. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built an altar there and had arranged the wood on it. Next, he tied up his son Isaac and put him on top of the wood on the altar. Then he reached out and took the knife to slaughter his son. 
But the Lord's messenger called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he answered. Do not lay your hand on the boy, said the messenger. Do not do the least thing to him. I now know how devoted you are to God, since you did not withhold from me your own beloved son. As Abraham looked about, he spied a ram caught by its horns in the thicket. So he went and took the ram and offered it up as the burnt offering in place of his son, Abraham. Whoops, in place of his son, period. <laughs> Abraham named the site Yahweh Yireh. Hence, people now say, on the mountain the Lord will see. Again, the Lord's messenger called to Abraham from heaven and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you acted as you did in not withholding from me your beloved son, I will bless you abundantly and make your descendants as countless as the stars of the sky and the sands of the seashore. Your descendants shall take possession of the gates of their enemies, and in your descendants all the nations of the earth shall find blessing. All this because you obeyed my command. Abraham then returned to his servants, and they set out together for Beersheba, where Abraham made his home. Wow. Okay, what is God asking you to do? He's never that I'm aware of. <laughs> and there have been many times when I've been pretty, pretty dense when it comes to God telling me what to do and what I'm, you know, that type of stuff. So I may not have heard it, but I've never had take the life of your child as a, <laughs> as a test of my love and my commitment and my obedience to God. That's never happened to me. But I guarantee you and me and everyone that we know, we have had an invitation to do just that where God says, kill this part of you. You got to kind of look at it as killing you. I'm constantly reminded of John the Baptist, who said, I must decrease, he must increase. That's what it means to die to yourself. You die to your desires, your will, and your worldly ways. And instead, you put God's will God's ways and God becomes where you go to find that, that peace and that love and that joy that all too often we try to find in worldly stuff, alcohol, drugs, pornography, hours and hours of meaningless binge watching could be on your computer, could be on your TV, could be YouTube videos. I mean, seriously, when you think about 
all of the ways that we distract ourselves from our feelings or try to take the edge off when we're stressed out or when relationships aren't going well, we might turn to things like food or again, other things. Maybe it's gaming. Maybe it's over-exercising. That's also harmful. I, I kind of wish I had that. <laughs> I don't have that at all. There's zero over-exercising here. But hey, maybe you have that. There's so many things that we can give up and die, kill off in our life. What is taking you away from God? Where are you spending your time? And you know this. You know this. You know what God is asking you to cut out of your life. And we all have something. So if you're sitting there and thinking, I don't know, I've I've got nothing I need to cut out of my life. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Don't fool yourself. Maybe you need to look at it a different way. Maybe you need to add something to your life. Like prayer. Like an hour of adoration every week. Like a daily mass. Like 30 minutes every single day, just sitting with God, not praying the rosary or the divine mercy chaplet or anything else, but just loving him and spending that time with him, fighting through the distractions, fighting through the uncomfortable silence. If you're at that stage of your prayer life, maybe that's what you need to do instead of killing something else. But I mean, let's think about it. When you're, when you're looking at where you're spending your time during the day, you got to kill something else in order to fit something else in. Or you just get up 30 minutes earlier, but then you're killing sleep. And that may be fine. But I'm telling you, if you look At where you spend your day, this is why reflection is so important. What did I do? If you get to the end of your day and you're like, wow, it's my head just hit the pillow and this day is a blur. Then you weren't living it purposefully and with meaning. So let's tap into a little Abraham today. And let's also tap into a little bit of Isaac, because if you don't think that Isaac knew what the heck was going on, he didn't fight back. He was tied up and put on the wood on the altar while his father held a knife ready to slit his throat. Let's just sit there for a second. So Isaac was also a very willing participant to do as God willed, trusting that, hey, this is a sacrifice. And I'm assuming, Lord, that I'm coming, I'm coming home into your arms. So what are we killing in us? 
that is pleasant, pleasant and pleasurable to God, that God would be happy. And as always, when we kill something negative in our lives, we need to put the positive in there. That's how you work on virtues. You, if you're living a vice-filled life, filled with anger and resentment and, you know, judgment of others, and you have all of these not virtuous characteristics, those aren't gifts that God gives you. The fruits of the gifts, you know, produce those beautiful kindness and generosity and, um, you know, peace and joy and all of that, that exudes out of you. But you do have to practice virtues with the opposite. I flipped that around. Sorry. You do have to practice your virtuous living by putting in your life, the opposite of the vice. So if it's anger, you want to focus on being more loving. If it's resentment and lack of forgiveness, you want to focus on forgiving people. And it's like working out. It's like working out a muscle. If you don't use it, it's not a gift, a one-time gift. Here you go. You've got love. Have at it. (laughs) Nope. I mean, you know how life is. You're not loving everyone every moment. We have to exercise those virtues. And then They become stronger and stronger and they overwhelm the vice side of our life. That's kind of what we're talking about here. So when you cut, kill, die off some bad habit, some bad behavior, let's add something in that's positive to replace it. Like, for example, don't know why I always go to this one, but this seems to be my problem. If I'm going to kill off my gluttony, then I want to add some more time with God while I'm working out my body. So going out into nature and maybe praying my rosary with my earbuds in my ears, moving my body. Or instead of eating, I will pray a Hail Mary every time, you know? So it's like replacing, again, a negative habit with something positive. And it's always great, always smart, always good, (laughs) good, great, to bring God into that. He's the positive. He's the, the opposite of what you're kicking out of you. This is why, again, when you pray deliverance prayers, you cast out the evil, cast out the bad, and then you ask the Lord to fill you with his peace, his love, the opposite of what that horrible emotion was or spirit. Okay, went long here, but let's <laughs> let's just reflect on Abraham and Isaac and just be like, what the heck? And we know God isn't asking us to do that, but he is asking us to do something. Time to kill and fill with God. 
kill the evil, and fill it with God. Pray on what that is and work on that one thing. You might come out with a list, <laughs> and that's okay. I, it's okay. Just work on one. Ask the Lord to give you the strength to work on the one and make it the harder one, the hardest one. Because once you get that one, the little ones will fall into place pretty easily. Alrighty, everyone. I love you all. Have a blessed and inspired day.